A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to Real Lives with Adam Con. This episode was recorded the 29th of May, so last Friday. And naturally, the subject of George Floyd and the protests comes up. By this point, I admit I wasn't actually fully aware of the severity of the protests and how the law enforcement were reacting. Now, we only skirt around the subject because at the time, I don't feel we could have done the topic much justice. I felt that two white men discussing race wouldn't have been the most representative of conversations, but I now recognise that it has to be talked about if we want change. Now, since then, I've been doing my best to educate myself and trying to better myself, which is something we all need to do. In the episode description, I've included a few links to articles or posts that have been recommended by the few people I actually do follow on social media. And if anyone has any more suggestions or thoughts on this, or can point out where I'm going wrong, please get in touch. As always, you can find where to contact me in the description also. So, on with the show. Today's guest is Mark. He's originally from Ireland, and like myself, he also works in hospitality. All in all, I feel we had quite a thought-provoking conversation, and the biggest challenge was deciding what to keep in the final cut. We talked about so much that I might possibly release another episode at a later date with the rest of our discussion. A little later in the episode, I mentioned an article that sparked an argument on Twitter, but afterwards I realised I got my wires crossed on it a bit. So, the article tells of a 14-year-old girl who threatens the Crown Prosecution Service with legal action over their alleged bias on trans issues and their affiliation with the charity Stonewall. The article goes on to say, The girl, who cannot be named, has already forced CPS to withdraw guidance for schools on transgender bullying when she threatened legal action. She had argued that it failed to take into account her rights and meant that she would be at risk of prosecution for a hate crime if she asked a biological male who identified as transgender to leave a woman's lavatory, or if she joined a feminist campaign group that challenged transgender rights. I've also included the link to this article in the description. So thank you all for listening in, and I hope you enjoy. We'll see what happens. It's... uh... And not just with with hospitality, it's 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 just gonna be mm. interesting. It's a very interesting time that we live in. You know, if you think of if you look twenty, thirty years down the road longer again, you know, this twenty twenty will always be remembered as the you know, oh that was the year everything everything shut down, mm. everything stopped, everyone kind of freaked out for a couple of months and Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting, you know, like I love I love history and, and I like 
you know, studying and watching documentaries and stuff about it. And I find it interesting looking back on events and kind of going, oh, I wonder what it was like to kind of live yes. when that was happening, <laughs> you know, that kind of way. And I kind of wonder, like, when people like generations past us kind of will think the same thing. Looking, and they're going to be reading about this in a textbook. Like your kids, one day, in like ten years' they'll time, be reading be... it. They'll be reading it on screens in front of their eyes. Well, yeah, that point, yeah. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> practically, practically already there. Really? Ah, I mean, you know, there's talk of this mad. There's a someone talking about a bionic eye or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Not, sorry. What? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I swear to God, yeah. It was, uh, where did I see it? I seen it on uh, Joe Rogan, believe it or not. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, someone, yeah, someone's, I, do you know what? It might have been Elon Musk. I, I Don't quote me on that, but. I mean, let's face it, Elon Musk can turn around and say anything at this rate and no one will bat an eyelid. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, It I, I, a lot will depend on this uh, launch on Saturday. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, oh, I was I was well bummed out. I was so looking forward to that because was the weather was at home. It? Yeah, it was the weather in the end, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it was, look, it's interesting. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a stepping stone towards something that apparently he wants to do, which is get to Mars. So hey, look, I'm all for it. I'm a big sci-fi guy. So yeah, go for it. Why not? I think the man's fascinating, just as a human being at this rate. Oh, very. For good I mean, or bad, like the things that you've seen him say on Twitter and especially recently, yeah. like he's just interesting to pay attention to. <laughs> but you know what? That's the funny thing as well, though. I find Trump interesting to 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 watch. I know he Do is. You know I, mean? yes. I, I don't. I don't like. I don't look. Anyone listening or anyone getting triggered? Any you social justice warriors out there i've no affection for the man i've no interest in his politics it's just he's fascinating to watch as a as absolutely a human being mm. and, and the way he, he he like he kind of puts himself out there so much like he loves it he, he loves the spotlight and he loves the attention and, and it's interesting to me watching someone like that in, in and in a position of so much power uh is 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 uh, terrifying as as much as it is fascinating you know I mean, there's, it's, yeah, it's incredible. Like I haven't seen, obviously over there, their politicians are like celebrities compared to ours. Like we kind of tolerate our politicians. They celebrate their politicians and especially with their rallies and, you know, the election campaigns. So yeah, fair enough. And when they're prolific on Twitter and social media, and I think Obama, you know, did a very good reserved job of tweeting, but this is what happens when you've put a celebrity in that position, not the other way around. It was a celebrity first politician mm. afterwards. And so he's using Twitter as he did five, six years ago. Like his, his tweeting habits haven't changed. So he's just talking as a, as a man and just getting himself into a world of trouble. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with him being on Twitter as much as he is. What I, what I have a problem with him doing that is that, He's sometimes trying to dictate policy on Twitter, which I think is not the way I believe like the system should work, or or, or at least the way the American system works. Do you know what I mean? He's basically saying, "Well, I'm do-, like the whole recent executive order thing about uh, Twitter." Have you have you been watching this? Not this or one. Paying no. attention to that. Um, it was, it's it's a really weird story, but basically Trump Trump put up a tweet. Um, about oh god, I'm gonna call myself a liar now. Um, 
it was something to do with the fact that in California, the governor there has said that he's going to start using mail-in ballots for an election. Right. And Trump said, and a lot of prominent Republicans kind of started, oh, no, we can't do that, electoral fraud and, you know, all this, like, it's blah, blah, and... And, tr- and Trump put up a similar thing, saying we will not stand for it. We will, uh, you know, blah blah. As soon as you use mail-in ballots, uh, but he basically said, anytime you use mail ballots, voter fraud goes up, basically. And Twitter fact-checked that and found it to be false information and deleted the tweet. And then, of course, Trump came out and said that Twitter is suppressing conservative right-wing, uh, yeah, you know, people and stuff like that. And then today, with this whole uh, the thing that's going on in Minnesota at the minute, you know, the- George Floyd. Yeah. Well, didn't one of Trump's tweets get blocked? I saw. I didn't look into it. I haven't had the chance today, but I think it was last night. They they blocked one of his tweets because yeah. it had violent language. Yeah, that, that, and this this was the next one. Uh, basically, yeah, he he kind of, he he basically said, look, that the people who are looting and burning buildings and stuff are basically thugs and are not in any way helping to get you know, the justice that they're looking for and stuff like that, which, you know, I fundamentally agree with. I don't think burning your, you know, your local supermarket and buildings and stuff is any way to get, you know what I mean? And there is a lot of just, you know, I think there's plenty of video evidence of it, people just, just robbing shit from, from shops and stuff, you know, which, which isn't anything to do with trying to get justice for this man who was, you know, murdered basically. But yeah, he turned around and he was like, uh, but uh, what is it? He, say, he said a line. He said, once the looting starts, the shooting starts. And then Twitter obviously said that's uh, inciting violence. That's against our guidelines. Fucking so hell. And yeah, so he's, he's up in arms about that one as well. So that, that is literally what this whole mess is about in the first place. It's th- yeah. those kind of actions and that kind of language and that kind of attitude unacceptable attitude but i mean you know we can we can talk about it till the cows come home as yeah as white men we are the single most privileged people in the world and we are the enemy we are the enemy no (laughs) i wouldn't say we're the enemy because like you know we're both we're decent people and we agree with right and wrong whatnot but it's yeah the the, you know the looting and the, the riots and the violence and the fires I, I'm sure the intention was for it to be a peaceful protest, and it escalated as, temp- and tempers and emotions are so intense, you know. Yeah, and and I mean it was a peaceful protest for a good few days before like kind of riots broke out or whatever. Do you know, so it wasn't as if it was an immediate descent into anarchy or anything, you know. It, but it, it's just it's turned nasty, and and I think that especially with with it such being such a. a a heated subject, uh, and especially in America, you know, for the person who's supposed to be in charge and, and, and keeping the country together, kind of, you know, basically trying, you know, petrol on the flames is, isn't, isn't, it's just not going to help anything. Yeah. Any, you know, so, but it's, it's, like I said, he's, he's still just fascinating to watch. I, I don't know what it is. It's things like that though. It's the same kind of, uh, was it that masochistic or sadomasochistic pleasure that people get in uh, watching serial killer documentaries and crime documentaries is yeah. it's sickly fascinating because it's a whole nother world away. 
from what you're used to as as a civilian. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I I think and and I say I say that I find them fascinating in the full knowledge, and I'm fully aware that I'm not in the United States, and I'm obviously not, you know, kind of going through no matter what aspect of or culture you come from in America, I, like he's not my president, he's not in charge of where I am. So, you know, it's it's easy for me being on the outside looking in to be able to just say, oh, well, it's interesting. But, you know, just people who are there living it for better for Oh, yeah, worse. like uh, e- even people over there will agree it is interesting. Um, obviously, where it is directly affecting them, they might not use the word interest and yeah. they'd say, no, this is a crisis. Yes, it's a crisis. It's still a fascinating yeah. time. And again, you look at people will be studying Donald Trump's in 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 politics classes yeah and you know what he will love that as well he'll love yeah. he'll love the fact that he'll be part of a curriculum it's so narcissistic some point down the road yeah of course it is and, he, and he's a total narcissist mm. and um yeah i don't know it's it'll be interesting to see in november i think uh that uh i don't think that the virus will or the consequences of it or whatever will affect the, the, the outcome of the election. of it. I, th- I think Trump will probably easily beat Biden. And I think the only reason for that is the fact that it's Biden running against him. Oh, I don't know. Politics is a funny one. It's, it's something, as you know, in the hospitality industry, you try and avoid having <laughs> a oh, political <laughs> conversation as much as you can, but you, you know, I remember in, um, back when I was working at the fountain, Obviously, this was coming up to the referendum, and we had to ban any talk of Brexit in the pub because it was leading to arguments. And we were like, "Right, we don't want to kick people out. No one. We had to ban it. If we overheard people talk about, we say sorry, because uh, it, it might be two mates talking to each other just respectfully, and then someone else yeah. might be like, "Oh, I've heard this," and it'll cause an argument. It got to the point where we had to, we actually had to stop buying newspapers. We'd put out like three or four newspapers just for people to pick up. We had to stop buying the newspapers. Because people would, that is crazy though. Yeah, people would look at it and just be like, oh, this is a load of shit. Well, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I didn't want to have to keep separating fights in the middle of the bloody day. Did you Did you vote remain or remain or remain? Yeah. Okay. And you think that that is still the best way or the way the country should have went? Or, I mean, are you, I mean, I know there's not much you can actually do about it, but. I'm not going to lie to you at this point. I don't even bloody know. I, I genuinely like yeah. just the past two months alone, my brain is m- m- more or less melted from, from the news I've been reading to the point where Brexit isn't even in my head. And I think there's a large portion of this country who just aren't even thinking about it. Well, that's it. You've uncovered it, Adam. That's the conspiracy. This is the conspiracy. Yeah. Forget, forget about Brexit. Just let oh it no, it wasn't that, man. It's 5G. 5G is causing it. <laughs> Oh yeah, five G. Oh my god, <laughs> that whole thing's crazy, though. Do you actually think a lot of that is legit, or do you think it's people trolling? What the five? Oh, people believing it. Well, like, well, like, pe- yeah, like, uh, like, like things like that. You know, like that five G thing where people come along and do you know do what I mean? I, like, I don't know anymore because look, the amount of people I've seen kind of sharing flat Earth facts and the fight sharing oh, like people. Whoa, whoa, flat. Hold on, careful now. Flat Earth facts. What is they believe what to be, what they believe to be flat Earth facts. Should I say? They no, just just don't want yeah. you to yeah. <laughs> Mis- misquote yourself. And sharing these theories, and I just think, especially with the internet and they're sharing it on social media, are they just doing it to get attention? 
that's what a big part of it in my head is thinking, or do they actually believe this? At the end of the day, if you want to believe it, you believe it. It's not going to actually change my belief. You can believe that 5G is making people ill. It's not going to stop 5G from rolling out. You know, I mean, if, if the whole 5G thing, if like, let's for talk's sake, say it was in some way inherently possible that 5G could hurt someone or, you know, cause whatever irreparable harm they say it causes. Because I haven't read into it, because it's, for it to cause a virus is, like, that doesn't make any, I could see if someone thought, like, that it emitted some sort of radiation or something that might affect people in some way, I don't know. But to say it caused a virus is just madness. And it's frustrating that it seems people have bought into it. But like I said, I don't know how many of those people are just trolling as well for the sake of it just for a laugh you never know do you let's face it. it is what it is but these are the kind of things that i like to it's just fascinating to watch people and and listen to them like kind of one of the reasons i started this in the first place and you know we're saying donald trump is disastrous as his actions are it's, it's a fascinating situation as horrific as this ongoing issue in not just the American justice system, but you know, all over the world of inherent racism. It's disgusting and it needs to end, but it is from a certain point, you have to say it's an interesting thing if you just boil down to the psychology of it. Yeah, that like that I think the job we do, especially dealing with public and people so much, uh, you get an inherent ability or or not ability even just a, a natural habit that you end up just watching and listening and mm -hmm. understanding people's behaviors and movements tones in their voice you know body language and you know you just naturally i think if, if you if you're in hospitality for long enough i think most people can pick up a general sense of stuff like that but like when you're when it's someone like me and, and i think you as well that kind of likes the psychology of of people and and how they interact and stuff like that a, a lot of some of the most fascinating things that have happened in history have been absolutely horrible, deplorable things. But from a standpoint of just watching how, you know, horrible us as a species can be, and we need to learn from that and remember that. And so, you know, we don't do it again. And, and things like that I find fascinating. It's just the, the you know, what lessons are we going to learn from the, You know, what lessons are we going to learn from 2020? What do you think is going to be learnt from this? Or what do you think the outcome would actually be from 2020? If we look at the major events of this year, let's just put it down to COVID-19. Yeah. And right now, the hottest topic in the news of George Floyd. Yeah. What do you think is the outcome? I don't know. It kind of, I, th I think it'll, it'll depend a lot on how all these, uh, the easing of the restrictions and stuff go. Going forward, um, and kind of if we're to look back, what what I think we should learn is that, you know, it's life life is hard enough when we're able to go outside and do things and, you know, see people like, you know, I know a lot of people who haven't found this isolation very easy and, you know, they they, they need that social interaction. And I think I would hope that a lot more people come out of it uh, you know, just generally be a bit nicer and a bit happier about the fact you're out and you're able to meet people and kind of 
you know, live life a little bit. Um, socially, <clears throat> I think a lot more people are going to be, as weird as this sounds, are, are going to be a lot more uh, kind of health conscious and yeah, yeah, probably exercise a little bit more and, and know a little bit more about their bodies and all that kind of stuff, which I think is, is a good thing overall. I mean, after it's going to be interesting to see, especially with like uh, sports leagues and and sports in general, how they're going to have to adapt and change. Like we just learned today, the Premier League's going to be coming back in uh, in in a couple of weeks, and so that's you know, and they're all kind of still social distancing and stuff like that and training, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Like you know, the stadiums are going to be empty. Like that that's going to be a weird sensation, isn't it? Like watching a football game and no crowd and you know it's so like a lot of sports are going to have to adapt so yeah i think there was an asian yeah. league i think it was who maybe south korea and they were putting cardboard cutouts of fans in the stands and playing yeah. cheering yeah. music through the also through the pa system yeah because well, the play the players exactly. like it must be so bizarre to be like the point where you can kick a ball and hear it echo throughout the stand yeah and you know? like uh, they got in trouble as well did you say i, I don't know if it was the football but it might have been the baseball, but there was one of the stadiums where they were using sex dolls instead of uh, cardboard cutout. And uh, yeah, it was really, it was really fun. I found it hilarious. I was like, that's, that's hysterical. Uh, but yeah, so they got in, like they had to apologise for it. And all. it was crazy. But it, like, but like they had like j- the jersey of like the the club on it, and it was like a way like so it wasn't as if it was a sexually like kind of looking or they just happened to use a couple of dolls. I assume staff members brought in, but anyway. Um, That's from their own private supply, their own stash. <laughs> but uh, they've done that in the Bundesliga as well, which is which has been back for a week or two now. Mm. Um, yeah, they were putting uh, the fans could pay to have their photo put as a cardboard cutout in in the stands and stuff in a couple of stadiums. So yeah, like I think I think we're all going to have to adapt. I think I think all the um, you know, all the new screens you have up now and like Sainsbury's and Tesco's and all them, I think all they, they will all stay, you know, there'll be this kind of bit more of a sanitized kind of world when you're outside a little bit more. Um, but yeah, look, I think as long as we can get as many people as we can back to work and just try and get back to some sort of normality, whatever that might be, but you know, I think I think a lot of people are just ready to get back at it now and just, you know. Mm. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I honestly believe once the pubs reopen and the clubs are reopening, I think we are going to be the next boomer generation. This will be oh, like yeah. the summer of love oh, when this ends. I th- I, hey, listen, you're going to have a load of lockdown babies as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? There's going to be a lot of people just kind of been bunking away at home. Well, we've been... <laughs> no, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. So either people are either going to have a kid or get a dog, and I've seen that. Like, I think um, someone told me the other day there's something about the RSPCA was saying that so many people have gotten dogs just for this lockdown, and then once lockdown's over, they're actually going to realise they're not suitable to have a dog, and going to have to fill up all the rescue centres with them. Yeah, because half of them have to go back to work, and mm. kind of you know it'll be the, it'll be the Christmas thing all over. You know, where to get get the puppy for the the kid, and you know, no one can look after it, and then it ends up in a bloody shelter. Yeah, yeah, you know, it is crazy how, as a society, when something like this happens, we, so many people react in different ways. 
you know, you have people who will just go, okay, yeah, I'm going to stay indoors. I'm not going to, you know, go outside. I'm going to, everything, blah, blah. You have those people who are kind of a little bit more, well, you know, like I'll, I'll stay at home, but I'll, I'll go to the shops and I'll go for walks and I'll, you know, generally just kind of, you know, within the rules of what I've been asked to do, but, you know, whatever. And these are people who just don't care mm. and have been, you know, constantly out, constantly in groups, constantly moving around. And, you know, is that... It is a funny one. You look in America where they had all those people going up to the, you know, state capitals with their guns and all that saying, you know, well, you cannot keep me locked down. And it's an interesting point that they are making, but I think they're missing the fundamental point, you know, is that we're all supposed to stay indoors. So it goes away and then we can all come back out sooner and it'll be fine. Like, you know, just chill out, spend some time with your family yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's what the media wants me to see, but from what I've seen, these, especially in the American protests, a lot of them are protesting because they don't believe it's real. But again, this could just be what uh, the media want me to believe. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I, 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 I mean, I've read into it a little bit and obviously seen some of the videos and stuff. But I think whether some believe it or some don't, I don't know. Precisely, I'm sure some don't, and I'm sure some do. But I think it's a lot of it is primarily as well of taking away my freedom to go out and do what I want. It got a bit ridiculous. Obviously, you had people saying, "Well, if I want to get my haircut, I'm going to get my haircut. You cannot stop me." You know, this kind of nonsensical argument to risk people during a pandemic. Like I said, people react differently to panic situations or emergency situations. Well, yeah, also it's a case of, um, you know, you're saying you've read into it, but it's so difficult to Mm. try and find the facts at the moment about anything. Um, Well, I wouldn't say it's difficult. It's just, it doesn't take that long, but it's a case of there's, there's so many, it's not even fake news. It's just assumptions that have, that have come off as, as mm. the truth. Um, I saw something on Facebook today or last night, and it was about uh, D- Derek Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, the officer who knelt on George Floyd's neck. Oh, yes, right. yes. So obviously you've seen um, he's been involved in, it was three other shootings. Uh, he's mm-hmm. had X amount of... Um, police brutality complaints against him and it was it was it, someone had just shared a, a, a photo which was a list of facts about this Derek Chauvin and one of them was mm. oh he killed he killed three people in a police chase a couple of years ago mm. but that actually isn't oh good lord just want to say I'm not defending this man at all but that yeah. that's not true that fact is not true um, what happened was he was in a police chase the car he was chasing crashed into another car, which killed three people. Yeah. It's just yeah, a matter yeah. of making sure yeah. you get the facts before you share something. However, obviously this dude's rap sheet is so fucking horrific that that doesn't make a bond bit of difference. But yeah, I mean, it's not like you said, you're not, you're not defending him. You're just like, like let's get the facts straight here. People before we start. Yeah. Sensationalizing a subject on a issue that's already way over boiled already. 
you know, it's, there's no point. He's absolutely in the wrong, it. without a doubt. But oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and and he and he he should be done for murder, or, or at the very minimum manslaughter. But yeah, he absolutely uh, killed that man for absolutely no reason. And if it was any of the rest of us, um, you know, I think the, the situation would be. I probably dealt with it a lot. But a lot quicker than this one is. I would, I would hope so. Anyway, mm. I know things well, are a little bit different in America, but it's a bit different in America, where as yeah. a core at their nation, they are racist as it is. But also, it's the fact that he's a police officer and he's white; mm. he can do what he wants, um, which is a shame because obviously not all police officers are like that. But it's just a case of it has happened, and that it can't happen again or shouldn't happen again. Unfortunately, it it will happen again. It's, but in times like this, it makes you wonder. So, what are your thoughts on it? Such as, so I, I'm just kind of getting new to using social media. I know it sounds stupid as yeah. someone in the late twenties, but I I have Facebook and Instagram, and I just look at it. I don't ever post anything, and I've now just started posting on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah. so, right now, I want to be able to show my respects and support this case. But I'm so concerned about coming across as either one side or another. No, not that. I'm absolutely on the side of the fact that this is wrong and shouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to come across as being unsensitive. And that's the problem with social media. But I want to be able to show my respects without seeming like I've got an agenda to it. I mean, I would generally not really. Like, I would myself anyway as regards kind of the social media thing when things like that kind of happen whether it's um, you know name name neutrality like the, uh, there was obviously there's been many many uh, well publicized shootings in America of, of police of unarmed civilians um, and you know I always look at that and I think it's horrible and it's disgusting and it, and it shouldn't happen and it needs to change but I'm also not going to, at the same token, like post something, uh, you know, justice for or rest in peace. Or I don't know the person. I do not know their families. I do not know the scenario. I, I do not know. You know, I'm looking, like you said, like it's hard to tell, especially these days, what is truth, what isn't truth, what is, you know what you're listening to or what's being reported to you is, is hundred percent factual. So I just, I choose to um, not do those things. I, I will, uh, if, if people ask me about something in person, I'll give an opinion and, uh, and that's fine. You know, I don't, I don't think I, I, I use really social media for that too much. I, I follow, I follow things that interest me, um, friends that I would, converse with regularly or you know about subjects we have in common whatever and i follow certain groups that are of things i'm interested in and that's kind of what i use it for and you know things like that i thought i try not to really get involved in that aspect of of social media too much i think it's just a bit it's it's too much of a minefield i think Mm. you know and i i kind of just try and stay out of it as much as i can really I think one thing I promised, well, a couple of things I promised myself when maybe starting a green to use it would be, I wouldn't ever use it for the whole flexing thing where people yeah. like are just posting photos of expensive shit they've got on Instagram, or whatever. And I'd never get mm. into a Twitter argument. 
I mean, you say that, but it's really <laughs> easy to get into a fight on Twitter, man. Yeah. Really fucking easy. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> You'd be really surprised at how easy it is for just someone to say, I do not like the shade of that T-shirt. How dare you? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's that... That ridiculous! It's crazy, and I love. Do you know? And it's. Uh, do you know what? It's one get. It's one of the, one of those fascinating things. Again, I love watching. I love watching all these, uh, like comments of people, and it's it's just. And I imagine in my head like these people sitting at a table across from one another, and like actually saying what they're writing down. I'm wondering if it would actually go the same way. Do you know what I mean? Because at some point, someone is getting punched in the face, and it's not, you know, you know, you're not going to be able to say what you're actually saying through this medium of your keyboard. You'd never say that to someone in their face. You know, I mean? you you never... know take an example. So, um, there's a woman named Juno Dawson. Uh, mm-hmm. She's she's actually engaged to one of my best friends. She's an author, very talented woman, openly trans woman. Mm-hmm. She shared something on Twitter, oh God, last week, week before. It was an article about a, it was a 14-year-old girl who is applying to the Crown Court that Stonewall as a charity um, have done something wrong by, in in the sense of allowing trans, I believe it's something like pre-op trans women to use a women's toilet. Okay. And this 14-year-old girl is taking this to the Crown Court because she doesn't want pre-op trans women to use a woman's toilet. And Juno posted this and she said, oh, I wonder how a 14-year-old can afford a lawyer to say, because she's not doing it herself. She's, she's being represented. Yeah. And, you know, she's saying, I wonder what kind of group would be paying for this and funding this and Mm. fucking hell I was following the comments and it was mortifying just seeing all this go down and there was a lot of people saying like yeah I fully agree with you fully support you what's her problem I mean personally I don't get the big deal I couldn't care less if you're in the cubicle next to me I don't care who you are I'm just trying to take shit (laughs) I just want to go to the toilet you just want to go to the toilet I don't care before we get on a tangent the point was one one of the comments there was enough people saying I agree with it. There's enough people saying their side of why they agree with the 14 year old girl. And a lot of these were, yeah. le- they were left wing women saying, yeah, I'm not comfortable with my daughter changing in front of a man. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they're not seeing the point is this, this person isn't a man. They're identifying as a woman, therefore they're a woman. But there was mm-hmm. one comment in particular, and this comment was something along the lines of good. I hope the trans people cry tears of shame at their ab- abomination of who they are. Something so awful, I, I had to put my phone down and just walk away for a few minutes because I was like, I can't believe I've just seen someone say that. Yeah. And it's like you said, w- w- would you have said that to her face? He's just thinking yeah. brave because he's behind a computer screen. Who knows? Yeah, it's uh, the whole comments thing and and Watching watching threads on Twitter of posts that people might find controversial, whether it's left wing or right wing, whatever it might be, and you go through, you know, the 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 comments and and the retweets and the 
and I, it's a similar thing to to Trump. It's it's just fascinating watching people trying to voice their opinion and and be so a, a lot of them be like just seemingly very angry and very just not wanting to compromise on anything because of for whatever reasons and 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 it, it's it's as bad on the left as it is on the right Do you know what i mean i don't think there's one there's one you know better or worse than the other in 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 their extreme ends Do you know what i mean like it's i'm i consider myself you know probably centralist kind of leaning left but you know I, there, there's lots of things that i would take from what people might call conservative or whatever you want to call it but there's some good ideas you know it's not all bad you know how about we take a little bit from there we take a little bit from here and we kind of try and find somewhere in the middle where you know it all kind of you know would hopefully work out but well that's how a new party is born yeah but i think some yeah but it's it's also it's also trying to get then people behind you to also believe in that message and and see the advantages of it and you know so i just it, it, that's just how I look at myself. Uh, that I think that, that there's good and bad on left and right. You can look at the the, the vitriol of, of a lot of things that happen on the extreme right with uh, you know <clears throat> white supremacy and and uh, neo Nazism and and all that stuff. That's very just uh, go away. It's disgusting. You're horrible. I don't want anything to do with you. You're you know, it, it, just a disgrace to the human race, as far as I'm concerned. Mm, but yeah, as you start getting kind of more, start going more left or whatever, I think I think there's good there's good there on both sides that can be utilized for for everyone to be able to just have a bit more of a general, <clears throat> I don't know, less less adversarial way of going forward. Maybe is a better way to put it, but. You know, pe- people are always going to think what they want, and and that's I think that's human nature. So, you know, we're never always going to agree or have the same uh, ideas of of moving forward. You know, it's just the way it is. Yeah, I I like the idea of being challenged on on something I believe in definitely because yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, gives the, me the nature to talk about it. <laughs> I love talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, who would have thought? <laughs> you know, it, but the thing is, I'm going to respect your belief as long as it doesn't, as long as I don't find it offensive or I don't find it malicious or aggressive in any way. Yeah. Respect your belief. You're more than welcome to talk about it. And I'm more than welcome to say, yeah. fair enough. You know, um, like with religion, I've got religious mm-hmm. friends. I'm not religious. Um, yeah. I've got friends who, you know, voted Tory. I don't like the fact they voted Tory, but I'm not going to stop being their friend because of it. We, no, we just I think, I think stuff really, like that would be a bit ridiculous. Yeah. You know, you're more than welcome to say why you vote to be like, okay, fine. Good for you. I just don't agree. Um, we go back to our yeah. point and talk about someone else. Music. <laughs> Music. Music will do. <laughs> yeah, until someone turns around and says they don't like Oasis, so then I kick off. Um <laughs> ah, well, yeah. So how do you feel yourself then coming out of all this, uh, how we're going to how the, the nation and the people are going to come out of it, or... Christ, I thought I was meant to be interviewing you. Um, it's a conversation, <laughs> isn't it? Um, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I think um, I think the, the general public are going to be 
pay more attention to hygiene than they ever did before. Uh, I think obviously like us working in pubs, restaurants and kitchens, we, and anyone working in hospitality is going to just be more aware of that kind of hygiene issue anyway. Um, yeah. I don't think it's, it's a weird one. I think the general behavior will change personally. I don't think my own behavior will change too much other than I might get a little bit touchy if someone comes too close to me, <laughs> yeah. that fear factor and that paranoia. But um, I think in general that if we, if we look past the logistics of what a shop's going to be and how people are going to do their shopping, I think in terms of behavior, people are just going to be a bit more conscious about their hygiene. M- maybe appreciate yeah. the little things a bit more. Um, I actually, I did a recording last night with, uh, again, one of my best friends, Spencer. I think I'll release it in a few weeks, maybe. And in it, I, I, th- I don't think I'm even going to include this section in the episode. But I kind of said how I appreciate my friendship with the guys a lot more because throughout my twenties, I kind of pushed myself into work. They all went to uni and I started a career. So I always felt I had to work hard in my career because I didn't have any qualifications. And as yeah. such work has always really come first. Uh, and I'll, I'll be too busy at work to message the group. They'll be meet. I mean, to be fair, yeah, if they're meeting up on a Friday night, I'm of course I'm going to be working in the restaurant, but since the lockdown, I've been, a lot more involved chatting to them and I've realized I'm nowhere near as close to them as I used to be four or five years ago. And these are my like six best friends. So it's made me realize the importance of that. So coming out of this lockdown, work won't be as high of a priority. And I think that'll be in general with people. They'll take things, won't take things for granted as, as they used to. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that people will, like you said, kind of, maybe not focus on work as much and kind of maybe try try things that they would maybe like to do instead of they have to do them because it's, you know, pay the bills and all that. But yeah, it's, I think, like you said, all, all we can do at this stage is just kind of wait and see and, and kind of hope for the best. I mean, I, me and you both are kind of hoping for a July reopen. Well, yeah, our livelihoods depend on it. I mean, you've got a family to support. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know. I mean, originally, what, that was the whole point of you coming to this country. Yeah, well, I mean, I was I was at a point in my life where uh, I couldn't really survive uh, doing the job I'm still doing now. Um, purely, I just I couldn't afford rent. I couldn't, you know, just the wages were terrible. And so, where I, were you at this point? Own. Uh, I was back home uh, in Ireland in a town called Arklow, and I was and I'd, I'd worked there for many years uh, in various uh, hotels, uh, pubs. And yeah, it was just, and obviously, I'm, I'm on my account as well. I, I hadn't helped myself. I'd gotten myself into a bit of debt, and you know, that's, mm. you know, that's my own fault. And but it was part of it. And I got, uh, I got an opportunity um, to come over here through a friend of mine who had had been pr- over in England the previous year, uh, uh, working for this guy, and he just kind of uh, he put me in touch with him. 
you know, he said, obviously, I've been doing it for quite a long time, and yeah, I was good, I guess. And uh, I was kind of, I was on a plane uh, two days later, basically, after we kind of had that conversation. And that would be three years ago next month. So that, that that's a quick turnaround to being, I've got a job for you. You've got to move. You've got to leave your kids behind to do it. Like what kind of went through your head at that point? I, I say like the conversation and getting on the plane was two days and it was, but there was probably the most difficult two days I've ever had, you know, um, hmm. the, the decision was based on, I, I could provide more for them as a provider in England than I could where I was back home at the time. And, you know, I think uh, Ireland especially has, has a history of, you know, family members going abroad and sending money home and, you know, trying to do the best that they can, even though they can't be there. But I feel that long term, it's, it's the best decision that I made. Uh, for my girls and and you know what and 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 for myself as well you know i was i wasn't in a great uh headspace or anything like that at the time either myself so i think it was a, a change of scenery change of job you know fresh fresh people fresh perspective you know i think has, has helped me greatly yeah um and yeah and and you know i'm, I'm doing great now three years in i've i've a i've a lovely partner great house great job you know we have we have a little puppy yeah, I've seen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of living that really cool, really cool family life. And my, and my partner has a little daughter as well, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm enjoying my life, you know, and, uh, it's nice, you know. It, I know I keep saying that, but it is. It's just really, you know, for the first time, for a long time in my life, I'm kind of enjoying life again you know no that is that is lovely to hear as well as someone who i mean i've only known you really for about a little over a year now but yeah you know from the things we've spoken about it is lovely to hear that and to see you living like this which is it's going to make my next question taste a little bit bitter as i say it but mm. you know okay. you were saying you felt like the best thing you could do was to come over here as a provider for your girls. Obviously I can't comment too much. I, I don't have kids. I have no one who relies on me so I can pretty much destroy my own life as much as I like to. And it's great. Um, is it, would, would you have said it was, it, it was better to come over here and just financially support them or would, would they rather have less money and just had you there in their lives more? I'm sure that they would rather have me there and, and I would rather be there. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, but there's an inherent part of me that, as a father, I need to make sure that they have the ability to have a roof over their head, clothes on their back, food in their bellies. And at the time, I couldn't do that in Ireland. and Because I, I couldn't afford to even put a roof over my own head. Never mind, try and also make sure that they were, you know, properly provided and looked after for So... It, it was it was a terribly difficult decision, and you know I and I spoke with their mother about it uh, before I left. You know I didn't make any decision until I talked with her, um, and I wanted her to be okay with uh, with okay with any decision that I did make. 
and she was and and you know and like i said we we as parents are, are doing our best and you know just constant facetimes and talking and it's you know so it's not like i'm not in their lives really uh at all because i am quite a lot but obviously not as as i would like you know i'd love to give them a, a hug and a kiss and be playing with them and you know help them with their homework and all that but it's it's just the way uh, my life has turned out, and it's, and I don't, I regret not being able to provide for them when I was over there, because you know some of that were my decisions, and I hold my hands up to that. But I don't regret so much coming over here to try and provide for them because it gave me the ability to be able to actually do it. Yeah, I do try and get back regularly and and see them as often as I can. So, yeah. It's it's not it's not the worst situation in the world. No. But at the time, clearly, what you thought was best, and hmm. that's all anyone can do. Anyone can only ever really do their best, can't they? You know. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said. It's it was a decision I had to make at the time that I felt was best, and you know, as much as I love and miss my girls and and. And obviously the rest of my family as well. You know, I have, a, I have a brother and my brother and father and various cousins and aunties and uncles and stuff who I all love as well. But, you know, at least at least over here, I've, I have a good, steady, you know, decent enough paying job where I can, you know, provide for them as best I can and, and, and be able to survive myself, you know. Mm. Well, there's plenty enough people out there who don't have parents who are trying at all. So, all right, yeah, thank you so much for doing this, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, it was a pleasure. Uh, uh, happy new man. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 